Thanks to the pandemic, we all know about overcoming adversity. Today's guest is a young aspiring performer whose generation had to overcome challenges before him that no other generation has had to face. Today, we're going to learn how to get back up after setbacks and failures. We all face challenges, crucibles in life that make us or break us. What matters is how we respond to such roadblocks. That's really what defines us. Through inspirational stories from all walks of life, this podcast will provide you with techniques to overcome and grow from life's most challenging experiences. And now I'd like to introduce my next guest on Crucible, Andrew McGuire. He's an up-and-comer in the Broadway world, so keep track of his name, Andrew McGuire. He has graduated from the Oklahoma City University with a Bachelor of Music Theater, and his favorite roles he's played are Bobby Strong in You're in Town, Pippin in Pippin, and Matt in The Fantastics, as well as Newsies on the Town and Susical. So welcome, Andrew. Hi, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for that uh, introduction. Of course. You are going to be famous. I know it. <laughs> oh. and I mean that. <laughs> I hope so. Yes. <laughs> that's the, that's a good, well, famous isn't the goal, but um, I do want to perform. That's that's the dream. <laughs> right, right. I I understand that. So let's tech, yeah, <laughs> let's clarify. We want you to achieve the dreams that you've got. So yeah, but you've got the skills and the the work ethic and everything to do it. So um, first, we should probably tell our listeners how we know each other. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of a crazy story. Yeah. <laughs> so. so I, yeah, I first met uh, Miss A um, when I was a freshman in high school. So I, I was in a uh, concert band in middle school and thought I was going to go into marching band. That was my that was my goal in high school was to do the marching band thing. And at our high school, they didn't they uh, didn't really let you do multiple after school activities or they they let you but you had to juggle your time and since marching band took up pretty much all your time after school i had to make a choice i had some friends who were in the choir world and they were going to audition for show choir that was their thing um and they sort of convinced me to change trajectories and uh shout out to um sylvia kinsey micah um, they were the girls um, yeah. who I was friends with who got me um, to audition. And it was sort of a last minute audition, too. I think auditions had already happened oh, <laughs> and I missed been. them. I, and I think I just I don't even know. I think I sent in a sent you a video or something or came in to sing for you one day. <laughs> Probably an um, email. Pl- bank yeah. Or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I don't know who you are, but OK, yeah. whatever. You know, I was kind of like, eh, you missed yeah. the deadline. So. Always needs guys. So <laughs> kind of got a special exactly. treatment there, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. So I ended up joining show choir and um, did it all four years of high school. Um, and yeah, that's how I met Miss A. Um, and that and was actually, in- yeah, Independence, Independence High, School. High School here in yeah. Thompson Station, Tennessee. Yeah. 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 And that actually reminds me of a funny story. I think it was the very first show choir uh, rehearsal where we were doing some sort of like Beach Boys medley, I think, or oh, something. No. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and we had one move. We had one move um, in that show or in the dance where we had a big wooden surfboard (laughs) that was carpeted on it. And um, 
Miss A, you know, assigned me the part to be the surfer on the, on the body body. So we had a bunch of guys laying on the floor and they would all at once start rolling in a, in a certain direction. And I would put the board on top of them and get on and just surf across, across the, uh, the people. It was fun. It was a fun first rehearsal. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was crazy. And, you know, I stole that from show court camp in Butler, um, in El Dorado, Kansas. And (laughs) yeah. And I used that in several schools. I actually did it in probably three schools, but it was always a huge crowd pleaser. So it was like, you know, oh my gosh, definitely you know, big thing. And it was really a great opener for us because um, they had never seen show cars. So show cars mm-hmm. are like non-existent here in Nashville, which is just unbelievable. It's all single artists, you know, single solo artists and um, their bands and, you know, um, yeah, I, I figured it, this would be like show choir world. And right. so we started from nothing and thank goodness for Glee that had come out, I think the year before it came to independence. Yeah. Because yeah, I think the theater group, you know, and a shout out to Becky Tersaki and Williams, mm-hmm. um, she wanted to be able to help me and she drug me to the first theater meeting. This was a year before, um, <laughs> I think you came on the scene. And, um, or maybe it was the same summer. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we started this quote unquote glee club and then we won the first national championship, you know, and yeah, and Todd Campbell at our first, you know, at our last meeting was like, yeah, and I think we need to give kudos out to, uh, Mrs. A, because I think she won something really big this weekend, and I'm not yeah. really sure what it was. And you guys weren't there, but the teachers no. all turned around, just swooped around, you know, looked at me like, "Who? What did she do?" You know, <laughs> and what? From, what is exactly, this club? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And at that point, I felt like, okay, I'm on the map now. So yep. you know, yep. then we. I had think our- I came in the year after that competition, so I remember hearing all about it. Yes. I was so oh. jealous I wasn't there. <laughs> Well, I at least got the next two years with you, which was yeah. great. So, oh, it yeah. was. Yeah, that was Colton Bartow. And, mm-hmm. and we just drug anybody and everybody we could out of that theater group, you know, to yeah, be in there. Yeah, absolutely. And taught a few kids um, how to sing on pitch that had yeah. never sung. <laughs> and thankfully, you were not one of those. But you were a tenor. <laughs> and you always had such a beautiful voice, Andrew. I mean, to the point. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, so welcome, to the point that when I would come back and hear you guys sing, I mean, I just have tears in my eyes, just hearing you and Isaac Thompson. So a shout out mm-hmm. to the Isaac as well. So Yeah, shout out Isaac. Yeah, he's incredible as well. We have so many, we had so many incredibly talented people in that group. And yeah. I know you're all going to go on and do just amazing, great things. I can't wait to follow your careers. So... Um, I did want to share, though, that you graduated in May of 2020 in mm-hmm. the midst of COVID and complete lockdown. And, you know, we were all affected by COVID in different ways and yet in the same way because none of us could live our lives, you know, the way that right. we wanted to. Um, so, yeah, I want you to delve into your story of what that was like. You should have been graduating in May, you know, 2020, sure. big pomp and circumstance. And yeah. May, and I knew that you had a bunch of stuff lined up in New York City. Um, mm-hmm. I kept in touch with your mom and um, actually was in her dental office with my husband. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, she shared that, you know, and I, oh, my heart just broke because I just, I just knew how yeah. devastating 
you know, this is going to be so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of, there were a lot of plans that the school had planned for the seniors and that we had planned, you know? So, um, I guess I'll start, uh, right when things started to happen, you know, it was, mm -hmm. it might've been January that we started hearing, you know, just news about right. a new virus that was being, that was spreading really quickly, you know, overseas. Um, and, you know, I, I try and keep a uh, keep up to date a little bit on world news. So it was, uh, it was in the back of my mind, but I never, ever imagined that it would become what it has. Um, yeah, so I then agree. flash, flash forward to, uh, I believe March is when like school started to shut down and like everything started shutting down. So we had, that was a, it was like the week before spring break. And me and a bunch of friends had planned a trip to New York. Um, and our school, our school's alumni puts together a, uh, a bunch of workshops for, um, OCU students who go up to New York mm -hmm. for spring break. So I had signed up for that. I was going to take some classes with, um, some casting directors, some prominent Broadway performers, um, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And also see a bunch of shows. So I was really sure. excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but then I, I, I believe it, it was the Wednesday before we were going to leave. I think we were going to leave that Friday um, that we got a, an email or just notifications on our phones that Broadway uh, shut down, yeah. was shutting down indefinitely. And that never happens, you know, no. here and there, here and there, they Broadway might go dark for weather related purposes or, or things like that, but never has it just shut down with no date in sight that they would open back up again. So yeah, I once think that, that happened, even, <laughs> even with nine 11, I mean, it, things mm -hmm. shut down for a while, but then they, you're right. right. Indefinitely. And being a music theater major. Yeah. I would be yeah. heartbroken. It was, yeah, it was scary for sure. Because at first we were just like bummed because our spring break plans were canceled. Um, you know, but we, we, uh, we went home for spring break and then, you know, they told us not to come back Oh no! <laughs> and that we would, <laughs> we would be Stale. finishing out uh. our, our school year from home, you know? And so that mm -hmm. was, that was crazy. And with, and with the degree that I got any music degree or any acting or arts degrees, it, it it's, it, it made it really, really weird and hard to take those classes because they're, they're pretty much based upon being in a room together with other people. A lot of right. classes are the same, but you know, math and like science, you can learn about, people have been learning about that remotely for a right. long time, you know? But performing um, on a stage in your living room? Yeah. Right, yeah, and or, or do you... doing a jazz combo in your, yeah. in, <laughs> in as much open space as you can find, you know, it's really yeah. hard. Um, and then probably the biggest disappointment um, was, uh, so in, in our school at OCU, we have what's called a senior showcase. Um, mm. and that's when any, any performance major can audition for this showcase. Um, any, uh, performance major senior can audition for this showcase. And sure. we have casting directors come, um, to our school to actually hold those auditions and mm -hmm. select the people who would be like representing OCU in new york um for this showcase so um 
I was lucky enough to be selected as one of those performers. Surprise, um, surprise. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, rehearsals for that were slated to start like right after spring break. And then mm-hmm. what would happen is you would re- we would rehearse for that for a few months leading up to graduation. And then we would graduate the very next day. We would hop on a plane up to New York um, and we would put on that showcase for casting directors, um, agents, um, and, you know, those kind of people that we would invite to see us. And then we had that whole next week, um, just blocked off for meetings and auditions and things like that from, from those people who saw you and invited you and liked what they saw, you know, they wanted to invite you to to like an interview to maybe sign with an agency or an, uh, an audition for a national tour or a cruise ship or a Broadway show even maybe, um, so it's a very good opportunity to sort of get your face out there right when you're entering into the market yeah. um, as a performer. So um, even if nothing really comes of it, it's still a great opportunity, you know, like I said, just to get your face out there. Um, and, in, you know, and it your wasn't. Voice. <laughs> yeah, and your voice, exactly. And your voice, exactly. <laughs> so we, our school tried to hold off as long as possible to make, to see if it might be able to happen, you know, cause you know, in those first few months, we didn't know how long it would last. Maybe, maybe we'd be back in a month or two months or a few weeks, but, um, eventually it got so close to the, to the deadline that, um, we ended up getting an email that it was canceled. Um, and instead in lieu of it, we had, we, uh, we got to like film like a self tape basically mm-hmm. of you singing what you would have sang for the showcase or uh, doing like a scene. Cause we had some um, just pure actors in the, um, in the showcase, showcase as well. Mm-hmm. So doing whatever it was that you were going to do. And then we sent in that video to um, one of our professors who put together a website and just posted those videos. Um, so we ended up having some sort of, showcase in the end in quotes mm-hmm. um but um you know it just really it wasn't the same and you know um even even now um broadway's starting to open back up and shows are starting to happen again um but even now auditioning and that sort of thing ha- doesn't look the same as it did before um and tell all me that more to- about tell me more yeah. about that so yeah, how does sure. it look different because i don't even know I mean, I would yeah. assume you go in a room and sing for people and they'd either go, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like or nay, basically. Week. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. So before COVID, auditioning, it, it looks, uh, it. De- I mean, it depends on, you know, who you are and what you're auditioning for. But sure. um, for what I'm trying to do, you know, I want to be primarily a, a performer in musicals or uh, or stage play, a, a mm-hmm. stage performer. So those auditions would look... Um, you know, one way for maybe a dancer and another for a, for a singer actor. Mm -hmm. Um, so what would happen is if, if you are a member of the actors equity association, you would maybe, um, schedule an appointment to go in and, and be seen, do your 32 bar cut or something like that, or a monologue. Mm -hmm. Um, but for someone who might not be a member of that association, um, what would happen before COVID was a thing you would wake up super early and uh, on a day that, you know, a certain show is holding an audition, you'd wake up super early, go to the, go to the, um, 
the studio that they're holding auditions in and just sort of wait around because um, they would they would first see the members of the association who had appointments or people who had have agents who who got them appointments. Then they would move on to um, what's called an equity membership candidate who has oh, okay. yeah so they are people who are eligible who might be eligible to become a member of the association um mm-hmm. eventually but who haven't um, made that step yet um so they would see them first and then if there's time they would see anyone else oh, um, wow. so what would happen is people would be waiting all day to uh, get seen and um they might not even get seen in the at the end of the day but you know right. you just gotta keep going and um and really all it all it is is you putting yourself in front of these people who many of them will be the same person you'll go in and see you know these casting directors work on a ton of different shows so you it's really all about networking they could you could go in and sing a like the best you've ever sang um and they don't know who you are so they might not cast you immediately um but you just keep you got to keep putting yourself in front of them you know, for them to, uh, um, eventually call you back, get to know you and that sort of thing. But that's what, that's how it worked before COVID. Um, um, and you know, there would also be like these big cattle calls for dancers. They would have hundreds of people in one room, you know, learning a combination. And then they would, you know, if you've ever seen chorus line, that's exactly how it is. That opening number, they would do, (laughs) you would do a combo. They would cut half the people. (laughs) They would do another combo, cut half the people, you know, down to the final seven or whatever. until they finally, um, let everybody go. But anyway, COVID happened shows just weren't happening. So auditions weren't happening. Um, but now that things are starting to open back up, I believe we've, we've got pretty much every Broadway shows open again. Um, there might be a couple more that haven't opened yet. Um, but auditions are looking a lot differently now. So where, whereas self tapes might've been, um, not used very often, um, Mm -hmm. they are pretty much the primary, pre-screening interview uh in uh audition type thing so there you um, go (laughs) what a godsend right well it's got its pros and cons for sure i bet um because you know with with an in-person audition at least you know that you are in the same room as these people and you have you're having that connection whereas a self-tape you don't get that you you film you film what you can you send it in and you don't even know if they see it you know right you don't even know if the casting director is seeing it maybe it's just like their intern who right has, whose job out. it is to weed yeah. out you know yeah. exactly so yeah. really your fate's in the hands sometimes of you know um you don't even know who you know you don't even yeah. know who they're gonna, who's gonna see <laughs> it so um but a, a pro is that you can actually take your time learn the material um and send your best take, you know? Mm. So that also can be a pro and con because in the room you go in, do your best and leave and you're, that's all you can do, you know? But right. when you're given a situation where you can have as many takes as you want, sometimes you get into a loop and you critique every single little thing that you do right. in a video and you're never going to have a perfect take. So you just end up sending the best one. And that mm-hmm. could have been after three hours of work and then you're right. tired vocally. And yeah, exactly. You know, so, so yeah, that's how it's, how it's looking right now. Um, 
hopefully, hopefully things start speeding up. Um, and, and, uh, there will be more opportunities, um, open up for people and for me. (laughs) So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, what song did you like? What are your, some of your songs that you've done for your auditions? Well, my go-to right now is probably, Mm -hmm. um, top of the world. It's from Tuck Everlasting. Um, I think that it shows off my, uh, my voice in a good way and in ways that I could potentially be cast. So, um, and, and the, the man who originated that role on Broadway, um, Andrew Keenan Bolger, um, is a similar type to me, I think. So I, that's, Mm -hmm. that's how I kind of try and like to pick songs that I do is to look at um, you know, who's performed the role in the past and could I see myself doing it and, and that sort of thing. So that's been my go-to and it, it depends on the role too. I don't want to sing, yeah. you know, that song for every single thing. Um, right. And let's see, uh, what else? Um, those magic changes from Greece is always good. Mm. Uh, um, mm-hmm. let's see. <laughs> Ah, it's been a while since I've ha- actually had an audition, so I don't, I haven't um, <laughs> gone through my book in a second. But yeah. um, my book, <laughs> meaning you know, just the my binder full of <laughs> sheet music. Sure. Um, no, no, I get it. It's your golden book. Yeah. It's your yeah. Playbook. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you did play Danny Zuko in our our production. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I so. did. I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably not a role I would play out in the real world, but you know, high school is a different, <laughs> a yeah, different whole setting, different animal. but yeah. Um, yeah, that was very fun. Very fun. Yeah. The only, the only scenario where the it's acceptable for the Danny to be shorter than the Sandy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you guys were the same height, but we might've been similar, but you know, then yeah. she was in those heels at the end and oh, just put another three was... inches on me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. That's not fair. <laughs> My son is, is not as tall as he would like to be as well. He's, mm-hmm. he's like five, six, but, um, a great person and never apologizes for it. So no. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, it definitely got me down a little bit in high school and maybe a little in college, but at this point there's so many, well, to bring it back to performing, you know, there's so many roles that, um, that do require like shorter actors. So there, I mean, there's not, if you, if, if your goal is to perform, if that's your dream, doesn't matter your height, body type, Right. vocal range, whatever, there's going to be parts for you. If you really put yourself out there and, and try and um, give it a hundred percent, you know, you will be successful. That's what I've heard. You know, that's what I've heard from every masterclass and um, people who come and speak at, you know, my school who are successful in their mm. chosen path for whether it be performing or, or, uh, you know, backstage. Um, sure. They all say, you know, you it if you really put in the effort and the work, you'll it'll it'll uh, work out for you. You know, you'll be successful. So yeah, um, just gotta keep keep at it. <laughs> exactly, and and that's so true because you think of the um, people that you meet in real life that are actually like movie stars or whatever people mm-hmm. you see in movies. You know, I'm talking a listers, and always my first thought is, wow, that that lady is really t- 
tiny, you know, or she, mm-hmm. you know, or wow, this person is really short. I, you know, they look like they're six foot on, you know, on screen. Right. Um, thinking Tom Cruise. Yeah, <laughs> Tom one, Cruise. You know, Al Pacino. Daniel Radcliffe. Oh yeah, there's yeah. so many, and they just look ginormous as a screen star. And you know, you're right; it really doesn't matter. And um, and even the weight issue, which I love, you know. They're just, Mm -hmm. you're just taken for who you are. And that's one thing in that acting world that I wish, you know, the rest of the world could grab a hold of (laughs) Mm -hmm. that you don't have to be that a certain shape, you know, body type, whatever, at least as a female and not feel that pressure that you have to be like Barbie, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you don't look like that, then you're, you know, you're next yeah (laughs) yeah there are definitely some yeah there are definitely some areas in you know the performing the theater world that still are need you know some work in that area (laughs) um but it's definitely getting better for sure definitely that's awesome so what propels you when you say to keep putting yourself out there when you walk into an an audition like what is your mindset prior to that during it after it all of it because it's yeah, it's a I'm good sure question. It's not easy. <laughs> it is not easy. That's correct. And, you know, um, you go through waves too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you might have a couple weeks where you're really, really driven. You get 10 self tapes done and submitted. You go and do an in person audition. And then you might have other weeks or like a month or two where you're just tired and you're just trying to get by, you know, doing your day job, paying rent and, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's okay. You know, as long as, as long as you, um, you have your goal in mind, um, and you're doing what you need to do to achieve that, it's okay to, you know, be in that, you know, the down down side of it, you know, the down slump, Mm -hmm. as long as you, you know eventually pick yourself back up and um, keep going. But yeah, to answer your question, my mindset, um, I would say there's always going to be nerves um, before you Mm -hmm. go into an audition. Mm -hmm. Um, And to me, that that's another, I think that's also a pro and con about in-person auditions is that that you do have those nerves and they they can help you in in Mm -hmm. some instances. Sometimes they can hurt you, but you know, you just have to um, accept the nerves and realize that you're only nervous because you care a lot about it and you just want to you your primary goal in that quick five minute audition is to um tell them who you are you don't want to go in and try and tell them who you can be right (laughs) you know uh you you want to go in and like show them who you are as a person and how you are to work with or that sort of thing um so yeah i would say um definitely nerves but uh in a good way (laughs) sure well and as a high tenor you know what do you what do you think of i mean pedagogically (laughs) okay yeah just you know not nerve out and because usually when people are they sing high they either press or push or Mm -hmm. um you know belt in a in a really poor fashion you know so right yeah, I'd well, love to know that. Yeah, Being for sure. Being your former vocal teacher. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And shout out to you, Miss A. Shout out uh, to my to my um, voice teacher in college, uh, Dr. Uh, Krause. Amazing. Um, yeah, they so what what I figured out through the years of lessons and practice is well, A, practice is very, very important. Um, and two, um, 
my sort of um, go-to or superpower in quotes um, Mm -hmm. is, you know, I, if I focus on one thing, um, like technically, like vocal, Mm -hmm. vocal, technically, um, it usually solves all my problems. So that usually that one thing I think about is to, um, is I just think about like my power placement on my body, which is my pelvis. Mm -hmm. Sure. <laughs> so I just have that image in my mind, like breathing down to my pelvis or singing sure. from my pelvis or that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, obviously sometimes there are going to be some issues when it comes to, um, you know, high notes <laughs> or any notes in, really. But, um, you know, it, you always have to know, like, um, always come back to that for me, always come mm-hmm. back to that one thing and have that in your mind. And, um, yeah, you that's know, voc- that's all vocally, you know, there's also, mm-hmm. you have to think about acting too, when you're <laughs> trying to right. um, be a stage so you don't performer. Look crazy so, or... Yeah. And that's where practice comes in <laughs> because you really, <laughs> you really have to know the song, know the material. Um, and, uh, that's how, that's how you're going to get the acting across as well. Um, yeah. when you get to a point where you're not thinking about technique if that makes sense. So I guess no, that's how, does. that's how I would answer my, your question is, you know, I would think about all of those technique things in practice so that I wouldn't have to think about them in the room. It just happens automatically, you know? Yeah. Um, so then yeah. you can focus all your attention on getting the story, the message across rather than thinking about, Oh, this note, I have to breathe to my pelvis or, um, in this patter song, I have to think like very steady breaths or very, um, like a constant speed, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, excellent. <laughs> lots of technique talk. <laughs> yeah. But I love it because it translates so much to real life because, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm a health coach now. <laughs> yeah. And so a lot of what you've said about having the right mindset going into this stuff, you know, if people don't have the right mindset before they decide to change their health, then then they will not be successful. Mm-hmm. So while you're in that journey of, you know, attempting to change your life healthy, you know, for for the more healthiness, you know, or mm-hmm. towards being more healthy, um, there are a, a lot of ups and downs and people have, you know, get really discouraged on on those down slopes and then they want to quit. And it's my job to come back in and say, possibly here's why you know you're in a downslope um here's what i have experienced and i'm no expert you know i i i'm not a fitness um you know educated person mm-hmm. um i can just tell them from my own experience and yeah. hopefully help them but you're right it is so much about practice and that's why we preach at least in my health coaching business you know it's all about having habits that are healthy and mm-hmm. so that when you get to that point where you cannot make a good decision or you feel like your self-discipline is lagging or whatever you just get into habit mode and then you do the thing that makes you feel better and yeah. you don't even think about it so i mean i i totally get that and um both as a performer and a former performer and <laughs> as a <laughs> conductor as a teacher you know in every realm of life where you're constantly um trying to edit or whatever it is you're doing you know you're trying to improve it for the better and um yeah i just really thank you for that andrew that's that's super super awesome so yeah well 
I don't, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today and um, for being in on this. And I truly cannot wait to follow your career. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to cry, but. Oh, Miss A. <laughs> I know. I love you so much. But I can't wait to be in the audience and see you on stage. I and can't I, wait for that either. I know. And I'll probably distract you the whole time because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be crying, going, yeah. Go Andrew. Uh, <laughs> He's my guy. He's my kid. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'll be the best. That'll be the best. And you'll definitely be in my Tony acceptance speech. Oh. Along with, you know. <laughs> oh, I don't expect that, but Oh, you I, will. Definitely. Uh, All my teachers couldn't have been couldn't have been here, couldn't have done anything without y'all, you know? It's well. It, and like you said, it's hard in those down slopes, you know, especially in high school, college, oh, I experienced a lot yeah. of those. So it, it was my family, friends, teachers who, you know, pulled me back up and, you know, got my dreams back on course and that sort of sure. thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, the other flip side of that, Andrew, is that as a teacher, you can only teach and, you know, I mean, seriously, show choir was like a sport. Mm -hmm. or, you know, in the league that we were in and you cannot coach kids that are not coachable and you mm -hmm. always were coachable. You were always on time. You were always professional. You were always, you always had done your work ahead of time. I mean, it was just obvious even in ninth grade that you were going to be a superstar. And <laughs> I can say that because I've taught thousands and thousands and thousands of kids and you just don't see that talent and work ethic come up just you know magically so a shout out to you and all that you are as a person as well and thank goodness for sylvia and and micah yeah. and kenzie for dragging you into that rehearsal or into yes. that, that audition so yeah that absolutely one of the sweetest gifts of my life you know to to meet you to get to work with you and um and i wished i could have finished your senior year please know that that's you know, oh, that was yeah. God's timing and it was just, uh, it was just not my timing and it was not something I yeah. wanted. Um, just know I, I definitely don't hold that against you. Oh. you know? <laughs> I would have <laughs> well, loved to have you. you, I would have loved to have um, you stay, but, um, yeah, I, I know that you, you have to follow your, you know, your path and, um, it led you to bigger and better things. So, <laughs> yeah, well, and it led me to my family and, mm -hmm. um, and I did retire midst Andrew's career, or so in mm -hmm. high school. But, but I went back, and you were amazing in Pippin, and oh, all the shows that that Mrs. Terzaki and Williams put together. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Becky for that yeah. too. Yeah. So. And show choir, it, it's it was kind of flip flop for me. Um, show choir was the first thing I joined, and that sort of led me into theater. So you know, without Miss A, without show choir. Um, I don't know uh, where I'd be, you know, today. It might be still aspiring know, to be marching, an architect. Yeah. I don't know. I don't <laughs> marching know. Band. Who knows? Your, it was a French horn. Didn't you play French horn? I played the euphonium, the um, baritone oh, okay. is what okay. I played. Yeah. So the, in between the, um, well, it's uh, smaller than a tuba. So right. Yeah. similar, similar um, um, part as a trombone, I would say, is... Com is yeah. what it's comparable to but right yeah, yeah. i uh yeah we're <laughs> played that for maybe two years and, then and <laughs> yeah and down. no offense to anybody that's in the instrumental you know oh, industry man. and teachers you know um you would have been a knockout in whatever you did i just know that so <laughs> thank um, you <laughs> even in architecture so 
But yeah. you never know, right? God's got you never know. many uses, right? Many yeah, uses for you. So. <laughs> definitely went through. Definitely went through a time during COVID where I was like, maybe you know, maybe. this is a sign. <laughs> oh, I'm um, so. Oh, I'm so glad you didn't give in to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. So good for you, Andrew, and, and thanks again for being um, a guest on my podcast, Crucible. Thank and- you. Thank you for having me. You bet. And best of luck. And, and I'm going to say, I shouldn't have said that. I should have just said break a leg. So (laughs) yeah, break a leg. That's right. Break a leg, baby. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Okay. Thanks so much. Thanks. All right. Yay. Nice. I cry (laughs) on every one of these episodes, Matt. I'm so sorry. I do. I just can't help it. We need to have like a, we need to have like a, a, like a late (laughs) television show, like, you know, music a song or sounder that plays every time you start crying it's like a- yeah he's <laughs> crying yeah, one more time because <laughs> i know it feels makes people feel awkward you know but on the other hand it's like i can't help it so no if i didn't care okay. I, yeah and i've always yeah. been like that <laughs> if i didn't care yeah so mm-hmm. Well, um, tell me about your day job. I was going to ask about that, but I didn't want to yeah. do that in the current. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah, it's so I'm a, currently a recruiter right now. So I'm working remotely um, as, uh, yeah, a recruiter. So um, I'm working for a recruiting firm based in Phoenix. Um, and yeah, our clients are a bunch of different things. You know, they range from uh, renewable energy companies to like manufacturing companies. And I, we, we usually recruit for like the upper level, um, positions there. So like a plant manager or, a you know, vice president of sales or CFO or something like that. So yeah, it's, it's not too bad. It, It can get a little boring sometimes, but, um, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, it's a day job. So the grass is always greener, <laughs> I think. True. So, um, and, and honestly, if you don't do those really mundane, boring day jobs, you know, I mean, we've all done them, mm-hmm. you know, it won't give you that passion when you finally get to where it is you want to go. And then right. you're going to be on fire. Cause you're going to remember those days of just being like, Oh, geez, it's mm-hmm. only been hour and a half right. <laughs> i thought it'd be, it was time to quit yeah it's <laughs> right yeah you know. so right oh, yeah that's cool good for you yeah and it's really nice too because it's it's very fle- like i honestly couldn't be in a better position day job wise because it's very flexible um for auditions and that sort of thing usually when you're a performer you can't have a job a like during job. the day like yeah. a nine to five because that's when auditions are happening you know right. so you'd have to you know wait tables right. nanny or like yeah that sort of thing right. so um it's really really nice to be able to do this and you know oh i've got an audition tomorrow ran like very last minute so i can tell my you know my boss like i have to be gone from two to four tomorrow and they'd be like yeah that's fine just if you can make up make up the hours that's great if not you know good luck break a leg so they're very supportive and it's very good it's a very good situation oh that's awesome yeah hey awesome well you keep in touch all right i want to hear how things go yeah yeah for sure i'd love for you to send me a clip of you singing (laughs) i'll send you one of my self tapes maybe or you can honestly If you haven't, if you didn't get to see my senior recital, 
I did um, not. All of those videos are on my YouTube channel. So oh, Andrew um, McGuire's YouTube channel. Andrew McGuire's YouTube oh, channel. Yeah. Oh, go for you. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Um, yeah. So I just basically snipped up the recital into mm -hmm. just the song. So if you want to check that out, go for it. Yeah. It's, oh, great. I don't know. You might just look up Andrew McGuire and maybe recital or something and it should okay. pop up. Um, but I'm not awesome. sure what the exact channel name is. <laughs> okay. That's great. Well, yeah. we did see, I did follow you on Facebook and saw a picture of you and Sylvia and Cameron, mm -hmm. I think, right? Um, or, let's see. It might've been, or, um, Kaylee, well, they visited me a yeah, few I weeks get, ago up here in New York and it yeah, was Sylvia and, yeah, and Kaylee. Yeah. Um, and then, um, Griffin came up to, to visit. Awesome. I don't, I don't know if you ever met Griffin. I did. He was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I knew him he just was from in a the few. acting field, you know, field. Yeah, field yeah. He was in a few musicals, um, but mm -hmm. he was mainly a cheerleader in high school. That's what he did. So, yeah. But we became friends in senior year through theater. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. It was fun because it, it looked like you were recreating. You remember all the places you had on your list to go when we went to New York? And yes. Carnegie. Oh, my <laughs> it gosh. It was like, here you guys were in, you know, at yeah. the Brooklyn Bridge. And then it was like the next one. And the yeah, next one. And we really did. Yeah. Because I remember the it was our last day in New York or something. And I was like, we hadn't visited the Brooklyn Bridge. And that was like one of my top things to see. So I like forced my mom and um, <laughs> Sylvia and Micah to wake up yeah, super everybody. early. Yeah, and <laughs> we woke up at like 5 a.m. Not kidding. I and just like all, rode remember. all the way down, walked across and back and then just like came back, got on the bus and then went to the airport. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember. Uh, that was great. Yeah. Those were good, yeah. good times. So. All yeah. right. Well, I suppose I got to let you go. Matt's yeah. Waiting. <laughs> oh. well, go break a leg seriously and keep in touch. Thank you. I will. Thank you so much again for having me. You bet. Loved it. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye.